0: Hello, are you? Hello, are you? How are you? Hello, hello, hello. How are you? My name is Brandon Vessels, and you're listening to the Lazy Brain Podcast. It is 11.37pm, 127 2019, January 27th, when I'm recording this podcast. And I'm recording the second episode of Movie Mondays on the Lazy Brain Podcast. I hope that you are well. So, what's up, guys? Uh... Sorry if I sound ill and I have a stuffed nose. I said in Friday's episode that I felt like I was getting sick, and I totally was. And I am sick, and I'm getting over it. I feel much better now. My throat doesn't feel as dry, but I do have a stuffed nose. With that being said, let's move on with it. Today's movie that we are reviewing is The Razor's Edge, based off of a book by a novel or a novel by W. Somerset Maugham. I think that's how you pronounce his name. It tells the story of Larry Darrell, an American pilot traumatized with his experiences in World War I, or at least that's the plot of the novel. The movie, however, which there have been two, I watched the Bill Murray version from 1984. The movie, uh, Larry Darrell is basically um, the person who takes the wounded from the battlefield back to the camp to be taken care of, so he's he, he would, his character had seen a lot of pain and suffering and uh just really a lot of terrible terrible things he had a you know a pretty crazy experience in the war but he comes home after the war and decides that he doesn't like the whole thing he doesn't like the whole setup he saw the chaos and when he came back home he just couldn't act normal anymore and uh I can really relate to it, maybe not in the same way, I mean, I haven't been in a war, but I did have cancer, and after I was diagnosed with cancer and went through that whole thing, I'm still in this little part in my life, this chapter, but the the first of that was really, really rough, where I was just like, what is the point of any of this, like, how it I, I just didn't feel like getting back to normal. That's why I think I dropped out of college. Well not really dropped out but left for the time being. Was because I just when you see death or you are close to it or you are traumatized in some way, uh, it really makes you question what is the point and what's important to me. Do I even know what's important to me? What do I care about? And uh I really uh I connected with Larry Darrell or Bill Murray's character in that because I think that's what he was trying to do, especially at first. Uh, I remember there was a scene where he's like swimming in a pool and he had been there for a very long time. You see all these martinis by the pool and he had been drinking them and he had been there for a while. He was by himself, and uh, his soon to be wife, his fiance at the time of the, in that at the time in the movie was questioning him, and trying to figure out when are they going to get married, when are they going to marry, and he was like, I, I I, don't want to, not right now, I'm going to put it off, and uh, a lot of people assumed he just wanted to sow his oats, his sow his wild oats, um, which was not the case, I, I understood immediately when I saw it, I was like, yeah, he wants to figure out what he cares about, and what's important to him, and what you know he, want, he he wants the rest of his life to be especially after seeing death like that i mean it's crazy and uh yeah i just really love the plot of it in that way and a lot of it i think is based around um this story or has a lot of parallels with the story that i played from the last uh last week's episode from the documentary Bill Murray
1: was in, but it was a story about an old man. So the story goes like this. There's an old man who has this prized horse. And one day, the horse runs away. And his neighbor comes over to give his condolences and says, I'm so sorry, I heard about your horse. And the old man says, who knows what's good or bad? And the neighbor's confused because this is his prized horse. And so the, the neighbor leaves. And then the next day, the horse returns. And he brings with him 12 feral horses. Now the guy's rich in horses, and the neighbor comes over and says, congratulations, you have all these horses. And the old man says, who knows what's good or bad? And the neighbor's confused again, because clearly he's, you know, this is great. But then the next day, the old man's son is taming one of the horses, and is thrown, and he breaks his leg. The neighbor comes over, I'm so sorry about your son. The old man says again, who knows what's good or bad? And then the next day, the army comes through, and they're conscripting able-bodied young men to go fight off in war, and his son is spared. And that story can go on and on and on. But what the point of that story is the, it just doesn't matter, right? Like most of us go through life up and down. Things are great, things are terrible. Things are great, things are terrible. But a deeper way of looking at it is that things are always kind of up and down. Good things can lead to bad things. Bad things can lead to good things. And if you have this, it just doesn't matter. If you just have this sort of more zen, if you will, outlook on it, and you can sort of look at the big picture of it, you're going to, your whole life is just going to be more even keeled, you know.
0: So in that story, you heard that, you know, basically it's about just having, there being a lot of ups and downs in life. And what's funny is that there are moments, even in the, in the last scene of this movie, Bill Murray's character is going up a flight of steps. And he's at the bottom of this hill and he's going up. And uh, it's funny because right before that, he comes out of a scene that he's at a very low point. And it's just there's a very good message in it. I really, 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 really recommend you go see this movie. Uh, it made me appreciate Bill Murray in a way that I don't think I could have appreciated him before seeing it. Uh, I think it was a good precursor to watch the documentary about him because knowing who he is off the screen, it makes it that much more cool to watch the movie and see him, you know, portray sort of his beliefs on screen, I think. Um, I did not watch the 1944 or 1946 film. Um, and I'm glad I didn't. I didn't even know that there was one before I saw this. But I look back at it. And, uh, there's something funny about that. When you go and you look at um, old films. And it, it just doesn't. I don't know. A part of it just seems played. But then also is just a little boring. But I think it's because movies from then are are the originals that we just... I mean, I, seriously, The Razor's Edge, I watched the 1984 version, so they took that and upped it. So it's hard to go back and then try to, you know, even expect that it would live up to the one you watch first. But, uh yeah, it was a very, very good movie. Um I'm probably going to read the novel sometime soon. I think it would be a really good uh, thing to read. I think it had a lot of lessons for life. I think it had you know heart-wrenching moments. There were parts where you didn't expect. Um Bill Murray's performance was absolutely fantastic. Uh you think he would overdo it and you think he would do the Bill Murray thing where he like knows that he's in a movie, you know, like in Ghostbusters where you kind of he it his character seems like he knows he's in a movie but not at the same time. He didn't play it that way. Um, he just seemed like Bill Murray and but just like a thoughtful guy, like Bill Murray in real life. He just seemed like a thoughtful guy who was just trying to figure everything out. And his performance was way better than anyone else's in the films. Um, I really um uh, touched I I was really more connected with him, but all even though that his character really wasn't going through as much as the other people in the film, which I thought was funny. While he was out finding himself He was going through a lot of physical things, but really mentally, it wasn't that difficult. He had already gotten through that rough part, and he was just trying to deal with it, where everyone else in the film just wasn't trying to acknowledge the chaos that they were living in and the sham of a life kind of that they were living, whereas he had moved past that, and as he was going through this journey through you know, a few countries, he was able to find peace, which was very different. It was weird for me to see a main character actually figure it out, and, um, but I was still able to connect with him and feel for him, so, I mean, it was a very, I I can't (laughs) say enough how good this movie was, um, Bill Murray is a magnificent actor, uh, you know, an American icon, and I'm happy to say that I've seen this movie, I don't know if he has any more that are particularly like this one, but I must say, bravo. I had a plan that for every episode, I was going to find the worst review on Rotten Tomatoes, and read it, and then see how I agreed or disagreed with it. This review is going to come from Robert Ebert, uh, from the Chicago Sun. He Most people, there were only 16 reviews. 8 said it was rotten, 8 said it was fresh. Uh, and uh, Robert Ebert is the top person that said it was um, rotten. And this is his final paragraph in his review. The Razor's Edge is far from being a bad movie. Some of the scenes are very good, especially the uncle's blah 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 and Murray's first attempts to sober up Russell. But at the end, I didn't feel engaged. I didn't feel that the hero's attention had been quite focused during his quest for the meaning of life. He didn't seem to be a searcher, but more of a bystander. Shoulders thrown back, deadpan expression in place, waiting to see if life could make him care. And I do agree that he did just kind of let life happen to him. But I think that was a little bit of the point. Um, but, you know, I could be wrong. Robert Ebert, I think I've heard his name before. He might be like a legit critic, but and I'm not. Um, but... Uh, one of the famous lines in the movie is... Isabel, you just don't get it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's kind of the point, I think, of the movie at that point. was just It doesn't really matter. And uh, that's what he found out. And I think that's how he kind of felt throughout the movie... And it was just him coming to terms with the fact that it kind of doesn't really matter. Uh, but in a good way. It's such a weird expression. It doesn't really matter. None of this matters. That sort of nihilistic view on life, I guess. I guess it's nihilism. Um, I, I had a friend who really, really hated the concept of nihilism. He thought it was very pretentious. and uh, Which I kind of get. Because in a way, it's, it's telling people that they don't matter. Um. But, I don't know. To me, I get it. It connects with me in some strange way. I don't know why, but that idea of it doesn't matter is kind of the inclusion I got to after I got sick. And it kind of freed me to 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 do things that fit my own well-being. So, in one way... It didn't, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter what people think about me. It doesn't matter where my life ends up, really. It just matters how I deal with it. Does that make sense? So, I, if I hadn't come to the conclusion that it doesn't matter, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I would still be struggling in school, trying to figure it out, and not really coming to the conclusion that it's okay. That, you know... My life is my own journey and I don't have to compare myself to anyone else. I can just live my life. And i the only way I could kind of get to that conclusion was by thinking, oh, it doesn't matter. And since it doesn't matter, I can just try to pursue the things that make me happy. And some people can get to that place without going the whole nihilistic route. Um, But me, I'm kind of that type of person, I guess, that connects with that ideology a little bit. Um And I don't know if it's something that comes with, like, having these sorts of struggles and trials that you go to. Like, he was in war. I had cancer. I thought I was going to die. Like, I don't know if that's what led me to it. I don't know. I think I was contemplating that before. But what pushed me over the edge was the fact that I was so close to death and it didn't happen. And... I realized that so many... When I was in that hospital, I saw on TV... Because they had like a channel that was just about the hospital I was in. And it showed all these kids that, you know, had been in the same building as me. Going through six months... I was in there six weeks. There were kids that were in there six months, eight months, nine months, a year, two years. Just in the hospital. They didn't leave. And, you know... It, it wasn't until I went through that that I realized, you know, everyone the The cards you get are the cards you get, and the only thing that matters is how you play them, how you deal with them. Those kids walked around with a smile on them, on their faces. They were really happy, and I wasn't. I was just this bitter, a hole that was, you know, so selfish about his life. He was just thinking about himself and his death, and uh, or I, what he perceived was his death. But then, coming out of that, giving a new chance at life. I mean, even Bill Murray says that in in this movie. He says, I got a second chance at life. I don't want to waste it. And that's true in a sense. I don't want to waste it. That's why I'm trying to do this. That's why I want to do things that make me happy. That's why I want to go to therapy and feel better and not care about what people think and just do what makes you happy. And the whole it doesn't matter mantra helps me a lot more wrap my mind around, you know, living my best life, so to speak. Because if it doesn't matter, then that's okay. It doesn't matter if I fail. It doesn't matter if this. It doesn't matter if that. Whatever it is. You know, it doesn't matter if Susie's going to think you're this. Or your mom's going to say this is that. It's just you got to just live your life. And uh, this movie kind of encapsulated that a little bit. And so that's why I will give it probably a good 8 out of 10. It was a solid movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, you should definitely go watch it. With that being said... This is a rather short episode. I feel like at some points I tend to ramble a little bit and I do not want to do that come going forward. So I hope that you have a great Monday and I will talk to you tomorrow next episode next week. if you want to send a submission for uh what we should watch the following week you can do that or you can um tell me what you would like to watch. Did I just say that? I'm going to figure out what we're going to watch next week. You can probably hear the answer tomorrow, but thank you so much for listening. (laughs) I am very night cold up right now, and I'm going to go to bed. So, thank you. This is Lazy Brain.